This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Tiers 1, 2, 3 are all that we've got for each make seven selections. But be quick, because Joel's got a clock. Bacon sale perfection. <laughs> What's bacon sale, you might ask? It's a show where, among other things, we take a list of items and arbitrarily decide if they're great, fine, or terrible. <laughs> it just may become your favorite pop culture podcast. Yay! Yay! Three ticks, three, three ticks, ticks, three ticks. <laughs> <laughs> we got like that. I love you, Zach. You're the best. <laughs> I'm always the three tick guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And I'm Zach. I'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our 2021 predictions. Yeah, Joel, please never predict Joel. anything again. We'll it's, leave it there. Yeah. Maybe. If you heard the show, you know. Yeah, there's stuff that happened right uh, after I said stuff didn't happen, and then it happened. Yeah. But hey, there was some good stuff that yeah. happened, too. In fact, some cool comments came in, uh-huh. including on Instagram from quotes4311 said, My sister and I are watching Perfect Strangers on Hulu, and it's more hilarious than we remember when we were tiny. It holds up really well. Maybe I need to watch the show. You should watch it. I've never heard a couple episodes. Okay. It's, it really is set up punchline, laugh track type of show. But it's still well done. Um, some mysterious figure on Facebook, Lamont Cranston. Hey, that's the alter ego of the, the shadow. shadow. Some shadowy figure. Only on Bacon Sale will you hear, I licked my pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> also, just throwing this out there, but Betty White has just turned 99. I'm kind of surprised she wasn't on the list. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We, we're not saying it. Yeah, we're, I'm going to edit that out of the show, yeah. what you just <laughs> we, said, because mm. knock on wood. No, we don't even want to. Nope. Mm. And then over on Instagram, Sam Ma PT says, I love how at Kenny 3DD can't prevent himself from giggling when he pretends to know about sports. <laughs> pretends? <laughs> yeah, guys. We successfully predicted. I said they have the strongest rotation in the league <laughs> with almost a straight face. Yeah. A rotation of what? Baseball. And we predicted Pitching. players. Pitching rotation. <laughs> we predicted We predicted who was going to the Super Bowl. And this weekend, as of the airing of the yeah. show, we're going to find out who was right. Because I said Buccaneers. And I said Chief Life. You did. That's a team now. <laughs> Chief Life is the team? <laughs> yeah. So the Kansas City Zach Chief Life? said the Washington. The Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Wins everything. <laughs> Always. The Washington. But we do appreciate your feedback uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We really enjoy hearing from you there. And we also love hearing from our patrons because, guys, some news here. Yeah. All right. We have a patron upgrade I'd like to read here. Hey. Do tell. You guys know the Crumps. Yeah, we do. Uh, Adam and Rachel are now I Am The Listener. What? That means they get merch from T Public. They get a request to show topic and possibly come on the show. And then they will get a shout out at the end of each episode. Oh, Crumps are the best. I know. Wait a minute. But then who's going to show up to the tier one meetup? <laughs> <laughs> Them still. That's they another still have to come. for another time. <laughs> and then we have a new patron as well. Okay. This is a tier one patron. Verbus Vivum. Oh, yeah. Hey. Verbus Vivum. I think, I think I said that right. If I didn't, let me know. Yeah. Uh, so she's going to get a free shirt. She's going to get access to uncut episodes of Bacon Sale and behind the bacon posts on Patreon. So she gets a lot of fun perks as well. She's not my favorite. What? She said Team Joel once. No, she's great. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. She's, she's great. She found us during pandemic. I got jealous is all. Okay. Yeah. It happens sometimes. A lot. Give, yeah. give him a little love. <laughs> now, uh, thank you, patrons. We do thank appreciate you very it. Much. And uh, we really do appreciate your support, whether it be a patron or a listener or spreading the love of baking cell and let other people know about it. We love hearing stories like that. Absolutely. So keep it going. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We return to the battleground of the board game. Yeah. We're bringing back board games. I feel like we covered all of them in the last show. We're not even close. No, that's no like, please. there's so Are we many close? out there. And the last time we did this was in April of last year, yeah. right after everything went down. It's like my second or third show on Episode 250, Do You Even Hasbro? Uh-huh. One so, of the better titles. If you, don't, uh, if you didn't hear your favorite game this time, maybe we talked about it last time. But we have a whole new set of games to talk about. Not necessarily board games, because I might remind you. 
Board games are when you play with a board. Right. These are more well, the general idea of tabletop games or party games. Right. Because last time we talked about Twister, for example. Yes. Which is a dirty game. We'll just no, say that. No, it's not. When you <laughs> play. Isn't it? Dirty Twister? It's not. That's it's a thing. Not. It's not. <laughs> but this time we have 21 tabletop party board yeah. games that we are going to be talking about today. And giving them a respective tier. And please don't get mad. We know there are a lot of strategy gamers out there that want us to cover all those games. Honestly, I think we need to try a whole bunch. So recommend them to us. But yeah. still, we're not going to mention all those in this show. Maybe next year. I'm not smart enough to play Catan. We talked about that last time, though. We're good. Yeah, you're off the hook for that one. Oh, yeah. Good. Okay. But yes, yeah, so let us know because if we don't cover it this time, maybe we'll do a third one. If Absolutely. you like this one. Yeah. But in this show, we are going to have to give seven tier ones, meaning the best, yes. seven tier twos, meaning the middle ground, and seven tier threes, meaning the bottom of the barrel. Joel, you struggle with tier shows because you always want to give everything top to maybe tier two. Yeah, I'm like, the these are all tier one. Is We're this show much of the same? I don't think I hate any of these games. I only don't really know a few, but everything, I, I hated putting anything in tier three, honestly, in this one. What? Yeah. That's so unlike Because you. there's like childhood memories with all these yeah. games. Well, with all these games, but maybe three or four. Yeah. But I still had to make them tier three. Yeah. It was so sad. And that's why we want you to play along at home because, and put yourself in the same kind of mold because it's not easy giving a tier three to things, no. but we have to do it. We have to. That's what the Bacon Soul rules say. We don't make the rules. It's just how it is. A lot of hot takes here on Bacon Cell. <laughs> Naturally. But for board games. <laughs> but we, we, we say this to help you. So you can know what's good and what's not. And hopefully we, we'd introduce you to new games because I love yeah. being able to introduce people to new games. And I don't get to get around people a lot these days. So this is my yeah. virtual way of doing that. Mm -hmm. Do you guys enjoy? You guys enjoy board games, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it? it is the prime thing where I get most competitive. You're like, a table. You, you told me here you flip the board. Yeah. You literally flip the board sometimes. Yeah, I don't think I flip any of these boards because most of these games are short except for maybe one or two. Well, in these games that we're going to talk about today, some of them are the oldest and most popular games around. Yes. Worldwide. Hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a big okay. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of these are new too. A lot of them are new. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, we range the years on this one. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's get started. We're going to go through our list of uh, what we have. We're going to go through it alphabetically. That so let's start me. with A in apples to apples. Apples to apples. The object of the game is to win the most rounds by playing a red apple card, which generally features a noun, from one's hand to best match that round's communal green apple card, which contains an adjective, as chosen by the round's judging player. This was created in 1999. It's four to ten players. It takes about 30 to 75 minutes to play. But Joel, there's no board with this one. No, this is a card game. Where's the board? The board is how people get playing this game. <laughs> no. Uh, so this is one where I feel like Cards Against Humanity has kind of taken the thunder from this game. Yeah. Because this game was But it's the like the game. dirty thunder. The S-E actual thunder. <laughs> no, don't. Ew. Why? Yeah, well, Ew. because I spelled it out. I don't want to think one. about Kent's dirty thunder. <laughs> Stop. Family friendly. Both of you. Already. <laughs> but this is one where it is a subjective game. In fact, this game drives my wife nuts. Is it because you have to read everyone playing? Because it's not like there's not like a An analytical, actual, like, logical way strategy. to play. Right. It's more like you got to read the person and make a joke. And they're like, haha, that one's funniest. It wins, even though it makes no sense. And she hates that. Yeah. But I think that's the best part. It's, it's a much more kind of right brain game. Because right. kids have just as much chance as adults do. They right do. in this game because they you, you throw down a card that says game. popular and they throw down something that says banana and you're like <laughs> yeah sure and that's the thing with this it really depends on who you're playing with mm -hmm. if you are playing with somebody I, I played this once with family members who are very you know polite and conservative and and just so fun and they like 
all picked the correct answer in air quotes. And I'm like, this isn't fun. This isn't funny. But when you do the ridiculous yeah. things, I think this is an entertaining game. But at the same time, it's fun to kind of like when Zach put down a card and I look at my hand and I say, which of these cards is most going to entertain Like you're going to save Zach. a card for yeah. Zach. Yeah. And I'm like, is there anything in here yeah. about pomade or musical theater? <laughs> <laughs> I will throw it down and I will get that point. <laughs> Literally all I think about on daily <laughs> pomade and musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> it's a musical called Hair, right? Yeah. 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 Not that one, though. No. Grease. He's thinking of Grease. Get a puppet from Grease. I don't like that either. <laughs> Greece too. Oh, there we go. There we now go. we're talking. Uh, by the way, Apples to Apples was chosen by Mensa International. You guys know Mensa? No. You Mensa. guys are members, the right? smart people. As the Mensa Select in 1999. And then also it was named Party Game of the Year in December of 1999. And National Parenting Center seal of approval in May 1999. So 90, the late 90s was a big time for this. There are other versions like the Bible one, Jewish, Junior Jewish, Yiddish, German, which seems kind of weird to put those up against each other. <laughs> Disney. Kids! Kids! <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I did. Oh, no. Disney and Manzanas con Manzanas. That's Spanish. Apples con apples. apples. Yes. <laughs> I gave this one a tier one. Zach, you said sometimes it can be boring, but then it's a short game, right? You're used, only playing for a half hour. It used to be everywhere. Where is it now? Yeah. You're, you're going to find maybe a half deck somewhere in someone's closet. Yeah. But still, it's still fun to play. You can still play with a half deck. You can, but I just feel like this was a big game, late 90s, early 2000s, and then it kind of went away. Yeah. Still there. I still gave it a tier one. Yeah, it's a tier yeah. one for sure. Um, I gave it a tier two just because of that whole... If you don't play it with the right people, it is a really dumb game. But sometimes. that could be said about any of these yes. games. I, I think this one more than most. The worst possible games are when people don't want to be at the table. Yeah. Like you're up there mm-hmm. to play. You're like, here we go. And then everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. Like Checks their phone. Going to get snacks, playing on their phone, talking right. to each other. Yeah. And no one wants to play the game. And be I'm like, engaged. we're here to play a game. <laughs> I want to play a game. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> okay. And the next one we have uh, this backgammon. Backgammon. The objective of the game is to be the first to bear off, i.e. move all 15 checkers off the board. This was introduced approximately 5,000 years ago right. in the Middle East. Strange. So there are two players on this one. About a five to 60 minute game. This so. is, <laughs> and this is, Zach, one of the oldest known board games. So naturally, I know nothing about it. Yes, this is one. You, you probably would recognize the board if you saw it. It's like the, the big... The, the uh, triangles. The triangles, the yeah. long triangles on the both sides of the board, alternating colors. And you yeah. have little checkers that you put on them. I think I'm quite simple because I need a board to show me how to play as well. I like numbers. I like placements. I like arrows. And this one is just like triangles and you have circles, right? Yeah. I don't find this one fun at all. I did play it a little bit today on a computer. And it. I think as an adult, it's maybe more fun. But as a kid, I hated it. And now I just don't really care about it at all. So it's a tier three for me. Seems pretty harsh. Yeah. Well, sorry. Considering this was one of the biggest archaeological discoveries in Mesopotamia. <laughs> Tier um, one history, tier three fun. Can the chip, the backgammon playing pieces can be, can be termed checkers, draughts, stones, men, counters, pawns, discs, pips, chips, or nips. These are all terms don't they friendly. use. Don't make me follow up with that, Joel. <laughs> I'm just family reading. friendly. Also, there are many variations of backgammon, such as AC Ducey. Hypergammon, <laughs> Nard, Macgammon, Golbara, and Papa. <laughs> These are all those variations you can play at backgammon. There's different ways Listen, to play. Listen, if they called it AC Doocy, it would be a tier one. You've heard of the NBA? What about the WBA, the World Backgammon Association? <laughs> 
holding the biggest backgammon tour wait, 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 wait. on the circuit since 2007. Is Joel a representative of the WNBA? <laughs> yeah. This actually was actually a huge hit in the 60s when this came around. <laughs> wait, like the 060s? No, like the 60s? The 1960s. It started became, 2000 years they ago? They talk about how it became a huge fad and was like college campuses were all playing it, discotheques they had it, country clubs. Right before drugs uh, were introduced. And in this 60s, was one right? where also it became kind of taboo, uh, not to use another term that we may use later on, mm-hmm. because it was associated with gambling. Ooh. And this became one of those games that people would gamble on a lot. And still to this day, people gamble you're on You're bearing the lead. What do you give it? Tier three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're not bought and paid for by the back gambling no, committee. This is, this, and I do, when I remember how to play this game and I actually played it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this, I, yeah, yeah, I like this. Uh-huh. But I have to be reminded every single time. Would how to you play. have to read the rules every time you play? It's basically this and Mancala, both those games. I just I, I can't remember how to play but when I played. I'm like, no, nah, I do like oh, this game. Oh man! But if I was at a party and they're like, you want to play Mancala or Ace Ducey? I'd be like, I don't know <laughs> right no, now. AC they're Ducey, both so fun to say. Ace Ducey is a, a, der- a derivative of backgammon. Zach, <laughs> Kent, I was looking at numbers the other day. Did you know that Bacon Hill is one of the most popular podcasts in Mesopotamia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, like I said, great <laughs> history, guys, fun, not guys, super fun. <laughs> early Muslim scholars forbade backgammon. The prohibition was based on sayings attributed to the prophet Muhammad saying, quote, whoever plays backgammon, it is as if he puts his hand in the pork and pig's blood. Whoa. I have strong words that way. Yeah. for backgammon. You guys have said a lot of strong things and uh, you're right. Tier three. <laughs> I always forget how to play this game. <laughs> it is. But it's a fun game. Why like, is it included with every like combination pack? Because of it's games one of those ever. games that everyone probably no, didn't look, know how to play. You're walking through the Walmart game shelf and you see backgammon and the Ouija board. And you're like, okay, move along. Don't compare those two. <laughs> They're both evil, according to Mesopotamia. <laughs> <laughs> and for our third one, we have Blockus. Blockus. Players try to. Is it Russian? <laughs> it sounds. Blockus sounds Blockus. Russian to me. Players tried to score points by <laughs> occupying most of the board with pieces of their color. I basically call this messy Tetris. <laughs> uh, this is two to four players, uh, 20 to 30 minute playtime per game. It's kind of like a less exciting version of Tetris. Is so it? I played this one today online yeah. against someone out there. Like it wasn't against a CPU, it was someone. against someone. And I didn't know how to play. Oh, and no. you basically just try to put as many blocks as you can without being. So they have these little Tetris pieces. Like Tetraminos, but yeah. they're not called Tetraminos. No, no. So you have like 64 game or 84 game tiles. I can't remember how many. It's 20 by 20. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you put the pieces on and you have to connect from your piece. And basically. From the corner of your piece. From the, you start in the corner and then right. the corners of your piece you have to touch corners. And then you try to be the last one to lay something down and make the other person so they can't lay down any more pieces. Yeah. Which is fun. It's like jerk Tetris. It's like you're Jerks. trying to block somebody. But it's from like getting... less OCD. You don't try to like get them all like. No, you're not trying to like pack them in tightly. You're actually kind just of trying, trying to, to block people out. out of the box, basically. It's like the sumo wrestling Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. Sumo Tetris. <laughs> sumo Tetris would be awesome, by the way. This is a tier three. The name is terrible. The game is terrible. Blockus. And it's not Tetris. And it feels like a ripoff. Blockus. Joel, what'd you give it? I give it a tier three as well. Mm-hmm. We're agreeing way too much on this camp. Yeah. I, well, don't worry. Uh, that will change. Bl- we have like a, a mini version of Blockus that I play with my kids every now and then. Blockus. And I say Blockus. Uh, That's actually a, a dude in Australia. Blockus. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. There we go. You still can't drop their Blokes. Russian accent. Blockus. That was Scottish. Blockus. But we play and it's fun with them, but it's not a game I look forward to be like, oh, I really want to play Blockus. <laughs> this is an awesome game. What's wrong with you guys? Are you being serious? Right? It's really cool. What? I mean, I gave it a tier two, but it's really fun. Like really good. Like I okay. like it. It's a puzzle. It it's is. A, it's it like is doing a puzzle. puzzle. Yeah. 
It is. It's a moving puzzle. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, this is sad. This is the first time you guys haven't agreed on a game score. <laughs> Ever? After the last show. <laughs> if you listen to episode 250, you guys are like the whole time like holding hands while you're He was trying to make games. a good impression. I he have, was new on the show. I haven't stopped holding his hand. <laughs> you should. It's Social pandemic. distance. Oh, miss you. I'm always here. <laughs> Next up, we have Boggle. The game is played by using a plastic grid of lettered dice in which players attempt to find words and sequences of adjacent letters. So you get like a platform, shake up a bunch of dice, and then look for words in the dice. The yeah. only part I ever liked was when you shook the box. Yeah? Yeah. You don't like the discovery of like linking words? Or yeah, linking the letters Not as much as shaking words. the box. No, this, is, this is a fun game. Like when you write with the right group of people, like you said. Yeah. But the problem is my brain will get stuck on a word. Like yeah. I'll see snog and then I'll be stuck on snog the entire time. You're like, like how can I make an extension looking, of snog? Snogging. No, no. Stop looking at that. Are you pretty good at this one, Joel? I should be, but not as much as good as I think I am. Yeah. Did you know there's also another version of this? It's called Body Boggle, and it's more akin to Twister than it is Standard Boggle. So two players work together as a team using their hands and feet to spell words on a large floor mat containing pre-printed Boggle letters. Can, yes. You, last episode, you talked about how you would have an issue ever asking someone, do you want to play Twister? Do you honestly think you could look someone in the eye and say, hey, you want to play Body Boggle? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I asked politely twice... <laughs> and they said yes politely, then I think I'd play Body Boggle. Uh, by the way, in case you are playing Boggle right now, and the, you right now. To listen to Bacon Sale, yeah. look for these words because these are the using the 16 cubes in a standard Boggle set, these are the longest words that can be included that can be found. Inconsequentially, quadricentennials and sesquicentennials. <gasps> wow. If you can pull that off, please take a picture and send it to us because I cannot see that. Like it's a whole, you know, you give a, a million, uh, infinite number of typewriters, right. infinite monkeys, someone's going to type out the complete words of Shakespeare. There's no way you're going to shake that thing and see inconsequentially. Billy Mitchell probably try to get video of it. <laughs> probably would. King of Kong reference I told right you there. there. Yeah, that's deep, Kent. Also, I'm not going to mention the letters, but in order to prevent a lot of swear words being used, certain letters are only used... Well, they're used infrequently. I'll say that. Ah. So you can't place them together as much. And normally mm. they used to have a Q and a U separately, but later versions just put the QU together because otherwise you're just stuck with a Q in the middle of the board. Yeah. yeah. Smart. I ended up giving this one a tier two. I enjoy word games. I enjoy uh, like ones where you're kind of like, you know, grammar ones, kind of word ones because I that's kind of what I do. Mm-hmm. This one, though, is not one of my favorites of that. So it's, it's it in the It sounds kind of stressful for you, actually. It is a little bit because, like Same. I said, I get stuck on snogging. <laughs> I wish I did. It's funny. That's usually Kent. Yeah. I, and I get stuck on body boggle. <laughs> so, Zach, what'd you give it? Um, I'm not smart enough for this game. I gave it a tier three. Tier three? Yeah. Wow. I gave it tier two. Yeah. That boggles my mind that you guys are not agreeing. Stop. <laughs> the, but you have agreed on everyone so far, you two. Aww. Aww. Your friends. We're Adorable. back. Originals. JK. JK. <laughs> <laughs> And next up, we have catchphrase. The goal for each player is to get their team to say the word or word phrase displayed on the disc. So four plus players, 10 to 15 minutes of playtime. What are the rules you guys have? Because you try to pass the disc, and sometimes there's electronic or the paper one. Mm -hmm. You try to pass the disc before the timer runs out. It's hot potato. We we bought, I remember my parents had one of the old paper ones where you'd like hit the side and like move it like like those little kaleidoscope things. And then now everyone has the electronic version. Right. And so if you guess the word right, your team gets it right, do you hit the button for the next person? I usually just pass it when I get it because okay. that's less time in You're my You're supposed hand. to hit the button. Don't tell those me how to play house rules. Those are, those are house, house rules, rules for catchphrase. Here's my question, though. If you, if you go to pass it to them and then it drops and they don't pick it up and the buzzer beeps, who's that on? You. 
me who yep. dropped it. Uh, it says in the, in the official rules, this is a game of good sportsmanship. It's appropriate to click to the next word if your team gets yours right. Don't hold the disc too long or you lose the point. So meaning if the other person hasn't even seen the word or barely even touches the disc, it's still you. But can if there is a dispute, the oldest player in the game who is not the passer or receiver resolves the dispute. What? That's an official rule. <laughs> that seems like a Hilton rule that's right a, there. That's <laughs> I'm dead and I choose. <laughs> <laughs> this is a simple guessing game. You you see a word that, you know, like it says uh, body boggle <laughs> on the thing. <laughs> hey, you, hold on. How would you explain body boggle without saying the word body boggle? I have no okay. idea. Hold on. You're passing the, you get the disc. But you already know the answer. <laughs> you have still, I want to hear you explain it. It's like that one game with words, except you play with, it's, except you play with your hands and feet. Oh, yeah. body boggle, naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, t- the electronic version, by the way, contains 10,000 words. Wow. And different categories such as family, plants and animals, food and drink, around the house, transportation, geography, sports games, entertainment, history buff, tech conventions, and everything. Oh, mm. uh, shouldn't it just be everything? Well, everything is like just the kind of the one random. category, everything. Which I usually <laughs> stick on entertainment and food. Those sports for me, get. pretty much. Really? Yeah, mm, he's probably. a sports guy. Everybody knows. Wade Boggs, go. <laughs> body, body, Wade Boggs, Wade Body Boggle. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, you don't really need this game to play this game. It no. is, it's much more convenient with like the little electronic thing and, and then you can come up with words. But you could do this like putting slips of paper in a hat and pulling it out yeah. and being like, oh. I don't know that I've ever actually played catchphrase. Really? Like, like with the little digital thing. But I've played this type of game so many other times. Yeah. It's but hilarious. You don't huh? need rules for catchphrase. You just no. pick it up and play. And you that's what makes know. it so easy. For me, it's a tier one because yeah. it's a pick up and play. And for me, it's a tier two because mm-hmm. it's just one of those general. Yeah, it's a fun game. Like, what do you win? Not much. Yeah. Really? It's, it's really just a matter of yelling at someone when they didn't grab the disc that yeah. you gave to them. It's like, you were supposed to have that. Wow. Joel, I figured you'd be a tier one on this. It's no, that's, I like this game, but it, yeah. it got bumped out by All better right. games. I think it's a tier one game. I think it's fun in any form. I think it's just fun to like shout things in a room at people who are trying really hard. <laughs> you make a great manager. Yes. Oh, I have not. Okay. Let's go to checkers. Droughts. What? Droughts. Drought? Droughts. Drought. I don't know. Chris Drought. Chris Drought. Yeah. Braden it's called Droughts in the UK or Droughts. I don't know how to say it. D-R- D-R-A-U-G-H-T-S. Do you know why it's called Droughts? I read it, but I forgot. Droughts means dames or ladies. So checkers is dame or ladies. So the normal pieces are called pawns or peons, which translates to men. So the regular piece, it's a man going across the board. And when you actually become kinged, you know, it's like king me and you mm-hmm. get across the board, you're actually becoming a queen. You're a drought. It's How interesting, a right? Sexist game. <laughs> it's just reverse why you, sexism. Why did you guys immediately go for the deep cut on checkers? <laughs> <laughs> because it's such a simple game. There's got to be more uh, to it. By the way, a board resembling a checkerboard was found in Ur, dating it in 3000 BC. What word did you just say? You are. You it's are in the Bible. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I haven't read that book. Was this uh, in Mesopotamia? <laughs> Which is older, checkers or backgammon? I think backgammon, because this is 3,000 years BC. I think that one was 5,000. Now it's 2020. Someone was playing backgammon. It's all dark ages. Very dark. They were playing backgammon, and we're like, oh, this is too hard. I'm going to play checkers. Anything before (laughs) the 1700s is dark ages. (laughs) (laughs) Did it even exist? I don't know. No. So, yeah, checkers, I think everyone learns to play checkers. Just I don't know how. Like It's just everyone learns as a kid. And you play, and you king me, and you think it's so cool. Yeah. But... It's a game where, I don't know, when you grow up, it gets a little less exciting. Yeah. yeah. I feel. I feel like there's other cha- more challenging games this, out there. This is chess for children. This is a tier two because it's so easy to play, and I played it a ton when I was a kid. Yeah. I haven't played in the last 
30 years, but did you, really. play, did you guys ever play suicide checkers? No, go on. When How you do you try play? to lose pieces because oh, cool. the jumping is, taking a piece is mandatory. If you mm-hmm. have a jump, you have to take it. Right. And so it's a game where it's kind of the opposite where you're trying to get jumped and trying to lose all your pieces first. It's a weird way to play, but yeah. it's fun. You I'd like to, to try very defensive. Yeah. I gave this a tier three because I, uh, I don't know. I, I can't even complete a game anymore. Of checkers. It's so simple. It's, it's, it's like it's, 10 minutes. It's so boring. Like, I just, I don't it's like it. It's 10 minutes. Yeah. How can 10 minutes be boring with you, Zach? <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> you could go uh, a lot of places with that. I give it a tier two as well. Yeah, it's tier so, two. Of course so, you guys agreed. Huh? Wow. Wow. We have agreed on all but what's one. What's happening, Kent? You almost like each other. I know. Okay, let's go to big boy checkers. Chess. I will never know how to play chess. What do you mean you'll never know? It's easy I'll to never learn. Know. Is it easy, easy to, to learn? learn? Never know how to learn or, or never know how to play or never know how to play well. Never know how to play well. There we go. Like you understand the basic movement. So for example, each player gets 16 pieces. You have a king, a queen, two rooks, two knights, two bishops, and eight pawns, right? And then you put them in order, in some order that someone corrects you usually, and the object is to checkmate the <laughs> what opponent's king. do you mean in some order? There's an order to it. The queen, There's this- the queen stands on her color, meaning a lighter color queen stands on a lighter color square, darker color queen stands on a dark color square. And then you put the king next to her because they're married. Right. And then they're married by whom? The bishops. Okay, this is good. I like this. Then you have the knights protecting the the religious figures and the king and queen. And then you have the rooks because they're walls on the outside. Wow. And pawns in the front. That's how my brain works with it. So look. I think Kent just sucks at chess. I do (laughs) suck at chess. And this is why I've brought something special. (laughs) No. Oh, no. no. I'm so sorry, guys. Chess. Oh, no. I found a song that happened to be pre-recorded. That is really, really embarrassing and poorly edited in a short amount of time. <laughs> oh, no, no. And it will help everyone learn how to play chess better, including <laughs> me. You guys ready? Here we go. No, oh, I knew it. Chess. From Chess the Musical. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Learning to play chess makes a grown man crumble. There are many rules that make me want to flee. Protect your king and just try not to stumble. It's like a choir. Your strongest player is truly a she. <laughs> the game is on when you move with your queen. <laughs> well timed. <laughs> Always been the starters. Being front line, they're typically the martyrs. The strangest move in the chess world is a night horse that moves in an L shape. <laughs> Master, he can only move one space and escape. Maybe the queen can save him even faster. Moving anywhere, she helps prolong his fate. If he cannot move, then it is checkmate. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> wow, kid. Wow. Oh man, I needed to spend more time editing that. <laughs> wow, that was. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> I'm so nervous to play that for you. There's no way I could have done that live, so I, that's why I came here yeah. before we recorded. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh crap, I only have half hour, and I have this song that I kind of wrote, <laughs> which you didn't. I was gonna say we normally don't sing songs on the board game episodes, but sure. I feel like 
<laughs> you just went above and beyond. Wow. I, I'm hilarious. sorry to everyone who I've offended about L shapes and night horses. <sighs> Dang. You know, yeah. Kent, that was good. <laughs> but I have a parody called from Deep Blue, uh, Deep Blue something. Oh, uh, no. no. no I don't. Too soon for Gary Kasparov. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, so jumping back to this, <laughs> I was going to make a couple jokes about chess, the musical. Yeah. yeah. But they're, that's totally dwarfed now. <laughs> but it's also strange that that song is in chess, the musical, because it's very 80s, you know, big 80s hit. Yeah. Yeah. And the well, rest of the musical is very different. Well, that's the thing is like they kind of pulled this out as like, the, let's save it for our chess, the musical show. <laughs> no, I would do uh, it. Murray Head. Uh, but save it yeah. for the ABBA show. Yeah. But it was just funny how they made that musical and that song became a standalone hit. People right. don't even know it was from a musical. Anyway, yeah, there you how go. How do we go back to the show after that? I mean, look, we just have to. So, look, I made that song because I truly don't understand how to play chess. Like, I would go Sounded straight like to. like you did in that song. <laughs> I would go straight to a checkers board because I feel like there's so much etiquette here. You use the term D4. I still don't know what it means. But I don't quite get the etiquette of chess. And really, I think it's just like, you know, we talk about Queen's Gambit and joke that, like, you know, you play ceiling chess and you have to be really smart. Yeah. But yet the show doesn't teach you how to play either. Yeah. I feel like this is something that well, someone had to sit you down for hours and weeks No, the only thing you need to know how to play chess is just how the pieces move. And you did that. Kings move one space in any direction. Mm-hmm. Queens move any uh, you know, number of spaces in a straight line. Rooks are straight line. Rooks you can't straight jump line, over everyone. Bishops can move diagonal, diagonally can't as jump far over as they everyone. want. And then knights move in the L shape. Like, yeah. That's all you need to know. Once you do that, the trick is winning. Because I enjoy playing this, it? but it's so much strategy. But you got to think ahead, right? And so I played. My brother and I used to play together. My dad and I played together. I'm not good. Mm-hmm. I, I really can't go more than like two moves ahead. And even, even that's then, pretty good, I would say. No, but even that gets foiled. Like I'm like, okay, this is what I'll do, and this is what I'll do, and they do something. I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't see that coming. So <laughs> I'm not good at this, but. I do enjoy playing it because it is very fun to watch a game unfold. Right. Which, How long are games usually for you? Well, there's some games that, you know, you can play a game in like, you know, 10 minutes if you're if engaged. But I like the games. Well, we did the thing where like you like move every time you pass the board. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, a couple times a day you'd move a piece and the okay. next day oh, goes, oh, they yeah. moved. So I'll move again. So like we play a game for like a week or two. You just did that because it's in that 80s movie. What was that, that movie we watched? We watched? Uh, a double switch. Double switch. Double yeah. switch where they're doing it they over mail. Too. <laughs> but no, I, I enjoy this game. I think it's a fun game. I think it's a challenging game. And I this sounds weird, but even when I lose, I feel smarter when I play chess. I think you probably are. I, but you can't even talk. Like it, it is etiquette to not speak during this game. Well, in a professional like championship setting, sure. Yeah, that's no fun. But though. I will yell at my brother anytime I can. <laughs> professional anything isn't fun. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They have those little the timers that like time how long it takes me to do a move, which I think is just so stressful. Yeah, you have a certain amount of time to complete your moves. Uh, but I was going to say, jumping back to my earlier joke that didn't even land. Uh, one of the early one of the goals of early computer scientists was to create a computer that could beat a human. Mm-hmm. And then in 1997, Deep Blue became the first computer to beat the reigning world champion, Gary Kasparov. Yeah. And that was a huge deal. But, but nowadays, they have computers beating humans all the it time. It was really shocking when the shark came out and, and killed Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. Like, that was a yeah, shocker was, to that me. That was crazy. Yeah. It was. But the other thing is, I think this game, the reason I think I love chess, or that I, I, I'm giving it a tier one. Oh, you are? Okay. I am, because of battle chess. I don't know if you remember playing that on the computer back in the day. Yes. It was regular chess. Yeah. But then when you get, when the pieces would kill each other, they would suddenly grow up and animate, and like the rook would turn up into the big rock monster and like mm-hmm. smash down the knight. I still didn't know how to play, but I like the animations. But that thing is, it was so cool to see. I feel yeah. like Harry Potter with Wizards Chess kind of ripped that off. Well, in Star Wars as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had the Star Wars thing too. And Star yeah. Trek has their own uh, Federation tri-dimensional chess too. 
So hmm. chess is everywhere. Chess is fun. If you give it a chance, I'm giving this a tier one. Zach, what about you? It was a tier two until I watched Queen's Gambit. Now it's a tier one. <laughs> but you have to be on drugs to really enjoy it. I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's a tier three for me. Tier three? Yeah, I don't really get Ken, it. It was on the cover of Breaking Dawn. Chess was. <laughs> and I did defend those movies. Yeah. It's a tier three. Tier three? It would make me more smart this if I knew like how to play. It's like the ultimate game. Yeah. Chess wow. was actually criticized in the 19th century as a waste of time when children would play it. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> but nowadays, can you imagine... If their kid was playing chess, and parents would be like, yeah, you're, go to me. You're going to a special school. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was checkers. <laughs> you know what they're actually playing? Shoots and ladders. Which is our next one. Mm-hmm. So shoots and ladders. The object of shoots and ladders, or snakes and ladders, is to navigate one's game piece according to die rolls. From the start, bottom square, to the finish, the top square. Helped by climbing ladders, but hindered by falling down slides or snakes. So the history of this one is so fascinating. So Shoots and Ladders came out in 1943. But like you said, derived from Snakes and Ladders or Moksha Patam, which was played originally in India in the second century. Now, I thought it was weird at first when it was Snakes and Ladders. Right. Because I'm like, why the heck? Would you slide down a snake? But it makes sense in that game. Because it's virtue and vices. Right. And who does the snake represent? Tom Riddle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it is well played. It, I was going to say the ladders in the game originally represented virtues such as generosity, faith, and humility, while the snakes represented vices such as lust, anger, murder, watching real housewives, and theft. <laughs> This is that a thing? It's ancient India. They had a different... I, yeah, whole thing. I thought it was interesting that this isn't a game of... Like, there's some luck involved, but a lot of games are skill and luck. It's right? sheer luck. This, this is, is a, this No, is this is a game of... Luck. This is a game of destiny is what they call it. Because uh -huh. it's... Uh, I think you... Do you roll a dice in this one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, roll a uh, die? Yeah. Or you pick a card, but I think no, you roll no, a die. No, you spin a, spin a spinner. Is it a spinner? It's like a little spinner die, I, but it's always so random that it's destiny. Whether or not you make these mistakes and climb back up, someone will win. And so it's destiny that you're going to make these choices. Well, and I was like, that's so weird that they uh, did this on Virtues and Vices back in the day. But mm -hmm. even the modern day shoots and ladders, you see a kid like playing with a baseball right. near a window and then the window is broken. And so it's like you see these little these little images of people and they get rewarded for doing good things yeah. and get punished for you doing bad things. You picked up a cat out of a tree. You, you get, get to, to go keep up the, the kitty. Yeah. What? What? It is said that the phrase back to square one was inspired by shoots and ladders. Snakes and ladders, but yes. Yes. Yeah. How do you spell shoots? C-H-U-T-E-S. What even is that? It's a, a shoot, shoot. A slide. Shoot. I thought it was like, ah, shoot. No. <laughs> like, wait, like A-W-C-H-U-T-E-S? Ah, like, like bang, bang. Shoot. Ah, shoots. <laughs> ah, shoot. I'm going down no, the shoots. Like, like, you know, shoot. Like in a warehouse, a shoot. Those are different words. C H U T S. Someone's like shoot your shot. You're like yeah, shoot your shot. It's a tier two. Welcome to English sale. I'm Zach. Oh man. Yeah, I give it a tier two. It's way easy to play as a kid. Yeah, and it's fun. The board is actually kind of fun. The worst is when you get all the way up near the top, and then you hit that stupid slide, which is like two or three from the end and you slide all the way down back to square one. Mm -hmm. That's I, the worst. I feel like I is am. that the one that you hit a body and got caught <laughs> and then <laughs> you slide all the way down. Yeah, depending on the version. Yes. Uh, that is the breaking bad version. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I give this a tier two as well. It's a fun game totally by chance and it gets frustrating, but it's great to play with kids. Right. The, the fact that there is no skill involved frustrates me in this game. Um, it's you like, like games of chance. It's like one step above Candyland. And uh, I get it. I just I just realized something since little to no skill is involved for this one. This could be one people gamble on. Can you imagine like Vegas oh, yeah. playing shoots and ladders? <laughs> That'd be so I lame. love it. <laughs> uh, this is a but tier. then you might actually get 
shoot shot. Yeah, shoot shot. <laughs> this is a tier three for me. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hater. Where's your inner child? Dead. You're you basically given? still a child. Where is it? <laughs> My inner child might be playing our next one, Cranium. The board game is laid out on a circuit. Well, you know what? I'm just going to say this. It's everything. This game is. is everything. It's, it's too it's much. Pictionary. It's uh, you're sculpting. You're doing trivia. You're, you're humming. You're you're yes, yeah, singing songs. Like this is this is kind of everything. This is work. This is uh, four plus players. This is a big team game. It's 35 minutes of playtime. Invented in 1998, and the inventor of Cranium came up with the idea for the game after he and his wife dominated another couple in Pictionary, but lost horribly in Scrabble. So that's the fun thing. This is kind of a, a catch-all. Mm-hmm. Although I really would like to know if anyone still has this game because it was big in the '90s once again, and then kind of. I played disappeared. it a lot in the mid 2000s. But I want to know Some if everyone has friends. it and if they have the original clay it came with. Oh, that stuff's great. all dried up. Yeah, it's gross. I gave this one a tier one only because it was a game where I I didn't know what I was going to have to do, and that was fun to me. Mm-hmm. Like one round, I would be doing charades, and the next one, I would be having to sing, and then I'd be having to. I loved when I got to sculpt with the clay, even though I'm terrible at sculpting anything. Yeah, but this was a fun game for me. It's a tier one. This was like a weekly Sunday game for me, mm-hmm. and it's a tier one all the way. It's yeah. one of my favorite tier ones. It's fun. I haven't played it in fifteen years, but still, we had Cranium Great. Conga. I remember too. We played that. It's kind of a spinoff version. Okay. Yeah, I'm not artistically creative, so this game frustrates me. Uh, and I didn't really grow up with Hold it either. Hold on, I'm You're not, not artistically, artistically creative. creative. Like not with designer. like designing and like like drawing. I I'm suck at picture. Neither, neither one of those hand gestures you made mean designing or drawing. <laughs> what exactly, was I don't even know. <laughs> uh, so and I didn't grow like up with this game either. Dough. So it, it actually got bumped to tier three for me. Tier three. Wow. Yeah. It started life in tier two, and then I really I just don't have the experience with it, and I suck at it. So tier three. We're playing cranium. That's it. On our sleepover. No. I think it's a sleepover. Add yeah. it to the list. Oh, dang it. How about next? We have Guess Who. So the object of the game is to be the first to determine which card one's opponent has selected. And this was created by Milton Bradley in 1979. Guess Who? And obviously with this game, you know, there were, it's all based on faces. And so it's gone through a lot of changes as, we, as culture becomes more PC. Becomes more diverse. You, you know, they've had to change the game like every five years. Yeah. Yeah. Just to keep up to date. This is one that I think is also pretty straightforward. I don't think you need rules. It's like a battleship thing, right? You know, well, I mean, I'll face all my doing... players, you face yours, and then you try to eliminate them. Yeah. And I, this is a fun game with kids, although it could be mm-hmm. very frustrating when they start asking over and over again if they have glasses. And you're like, I said no <laughs> a dozen times. Flip down your glasses. Uh, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, uh, I watched a video. I don't know if you saw this, Kent. Mark Rober. No. A video about this. Uh, he has a guess who strategy that will help you win 96% of the time. Ooh, yeah, are you going to spoil it right now? Uh, well, I don't want to get into it. You can watch the video if you want, but it basically comes down to broad questions versus narrow questions. Narrow questions meaning like it only applies to one or two people mm-hmm. and broad meaning it applies to a lot of people. Because he says, if you can eliminate the number of possibilities by half each time, you can win in like five to seven turns. Wow. So you can go gender to begin with. Well, and that's the thing is apparently the, the people that make the game mm-hmm. have separated it up enough where it's like five people have red hair, five people have white hair, five people have glasses, five people have beards. Like they're kind of actually that kind of separated. But there's nothing in the game that says you can't give two qualifiers in one question, two or two, like multiple qualifiers in one question. Oh, so you can say, red hair does this person have yeah. red hair, glasses, or a big nose? And all of a sudden, you've got like a bunch of It feels of the like board. cheating a little bit. It's not against the rules. You only can ask yes or no questions. That's the only rule. 
And so if you do that and they answer, you can start flipping down pieces. And so I cream my four-year-old every time I play with her. Congratulations. You, you must be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> You're drunk She can't power. even read yet. <laughs> Joel, could you not? Yeah. Yeah, I give this one a tier two because it's easy to play. I haven't played in a while, but I would. I would play this game with my kids. They do have versions of like Star Wars and Marvel and Disney. And I think that could be pretty fun. Is like, your character like Iron Man? Oh, that eliminates all of them. Oh. That's Marvel. <laughs> Why? Why do you got to randomly bash on <laughs> just Marvel in the middle of a game show? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this one a tier three. It actually yeah. got bumped out just barely. Simplicity. Yeah. I mean, it's a game where I feel it's repetitive, too. Every game starts with, is it a man? Mm-hmm. Does he have hair? Uh, is there glasses? Like, it kind of gets to the point where I'm like, I know what the questions are going to be asked each time. And it just kind of, you know, I want a little more unpredictability in my games. I, I still enjoy playing it with kids. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I think that this game's amazing. It like as a child, literally amazed me. I was like, "How do they? How, how do they do it? This is the best." <laughs> Tier one. Do you remember the commercials, by the way? Do you guess who? And they have the the cards talking. Yeah. And apparently, people complained because their cards didn't talk, so they had to add a disclaimer saying cards do not actually cards talk. do not actually what? talk. Yeah, yeah. You can you can still find the commercials. Wait, this and watch is one a today. tier one. I, I Cranium got a tier one. three. Yeah, I suck at it. <laughs> but you're good at guess who? This is my own list. Back <laughs> off, punk. <laughs> Welcome to Bake Itself. Indeed. <laughs> Now we have Hungry Hungry Hippos. The objective of the game is for each player to collect as many marbles as possible with their hippo, a toy hippo model, it clarifies here. Yeah, two to four players. Uh, You should play with four because you need the mayhem there. Oh, yeah. Although playing with two at the same time is fun. Yeah, two players with two hippos. That's true. Uh, The original hippos were Lizzie, which is purple, Henry, orange, Homer, green, and Harry, who is yellow. But since 2012, it's Sweetie, blue, bottomless, yellow, veggie, potamus, green, and hungry, orange. I don't care for the new names. Vegipotamus? Yeah. I don't, I don't like terrible. it. Bottomless Potamus. They were yeah, working, yeah. by the way, on a film, an animated film adaptation of Hungry Hungry Hippos. It was going to be 2012. They started working Michael on Michael Bay Productions. Yeah. In 2016, <laughs> it got kicked around again, but still hasn't happened. I'd watch it. Uh, I'd also watch the uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos World Championship, which has been held every year since August 2015. Wow. What? Does that seem like a weird thing to have a champion for? It's just button smashing? It's, it's about timing and rhythm. Well, I get is that. <sighs> Have you guys ever played the life-size version of this? No. It's fun. It's fun. You get like a laundry basket, basically. You, you put out like, you know, soccer balls or basketballs or mm-hmm. whatever, baseballs, whatever you can find, basically. Yeah. And then you get like laundry baskets. And then they wheel you out on these like wheeled dollies. You and can you, also just do skateboards. Yeah, but they throw you out like a rope and then pull you back in over and over again. And you try to scoop all the things. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, I would so play that. It's really quite cool. You More than Twister it, or yeah. Body Boggle? No. Body no. Boggle. But what did you give it, Joel? I gave the Hungry Hungry Hippos a tier two because it is, it's button mashing. It's fun. It's chaotic. But there's really not a lot of skill to it, I don't feel. So I feel like yeah. it's kind of like just. <laughs> See, I think this game literally tires me out. But it's like stressful fun. That, that while it's actually so, going, it's intense. And I really like you'll it. You'll get carpal tunnel syndrome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I take it so seriously. Tier, <laughs> tier two. Tier two. It is a tier two. Yeah. Do you have a preferred color of hippo? Yellow. Green. Green. Mm, you guys agreeing well, imagine that but now we're going to compete Bank right sale. i got it in the car you guys want to play actually yes <laughs> i literally have it in we my car totally should. <laughs> i'm gonna play the life-size one now <laughs> that'd be awesome all right speaking of stress jenga 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 that's how i pick my piece remember that from the commercials no okay. nope uh players take turn removing one block at a time from a tower constructed of 54 blocks so basically, you move, take a tile out, yeah. put it on the top. Take a tile out, put it on the Two top. Two plus players on this one, made in 1983, is derived from a Swahili word, kujenga, which means to build. 
This one has sold 80 million games. Yeah, that's a popular game. Uh, created by Leslie Scott. She actually lived in Africa for a time, and then they made the pieces. Or they got the wood from there mm-hmm. and kind of made these pieces. I uh, have the measurements, by the way. Each block is three times as long as it is wide and one-fifth as thick as its length. Really? That's how to make traditional Jenga things. I see people making giant Jenga things, like yeah. these huge blocks. Inevitably, it falls on someone's face. Yeah. Don't make those. Yeah, you broken nose all the way. Are you guys the type of player to like create mayhem for the next team? Do you leave the middle piece or do you like taking the middle piece to leave like a, a good foundation? I'm one of those that will do the little the little bump just to see where the loose pieces are, which okay. is legal. It is legal. It's perfectly legal. Wait, so if you touch one, you, you don't, don't have to take it. You're not committed to that not, one? Even if you, if you push it a little. No, if you start to pull, if you start to take it out, that's that's a take. Okay. But the bumping is acceptable to kind of just test where the loose pieces are. That's acceptable. Mm. Same with body boggle, actually. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Family friendly. Um, speaking of body boggle, got a little personal story with this one. So <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was 25 years old. I think I was 25. And I was... Uh, going on a few dates with this girl and this is at BYU and her roommates were playing and a couple of guys were playing truth or dare Jenga. Oh, that's yeah. the it, adult variation. And it's meant to be adult variation. I think maybe this is homemade because this wasn't super dirty. It was like BYU territory. So oh. like the blocks were written on. Yeah. yeah. And, and at most there <laughs> was like, at most it was like share a kiss or something like that. Right. And I really wanted to kiss this girl, my, my date. And but you I was have like, to pull the, the block to get it. Right. And you have to pick a, you have to like, spin or pick a number and then you it's like you get a seven you have to pull number seven actually oh. on the Django board and so i got seven and then i pulled it and it said kiss the person to your left and you read it secretly and it was her <gasps> and i was like oh no oh no and i haven't always been as smooth as i think i am now <laughs> and so <laughs> they're like everyone's like what does it say what does it say and it was like oh it says run around the room like a chicken <laughs> and Kids. i put it on top and i was like i hated myself Boo. for that and I, I i got a kiss eventually i did not get the kiss that i wanted at that Boo. moment i know boo you 25 year old kent <laughs> i changed how dare you that was a golden opportunity totally golden <sighs> uh, <laughs> how do i move move on from that i'm sorry uh, you're so disappointed me. Cool Joel is disappointing me again. No, I, Cool Joel doesn't exist anymore. Oh, he's uh, cooler now. What bugs me though, speaking of speaking of playing with people, what bugs me is when you make a move and the person waits forever to go yep. as it's toppling. Because I found out the turn ends when the next person to move touches the tower or after 10 seconds, whichever comes first. Oh. So if they wait and it's toppling and then it falls after 10 seconds, it's on them, not on me. Good to know. Good to know. I give this a tier two because it's fun to play. It's stressful, but it's not like my number one go-to choice. By the way, the tallest Jenga tower uh, was over 40 and two-thirds levels. It's huge. Built by Robert Gerbler. Grebler. 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 Grubnup. Grubnup. I'm giving this I'm giving this a tier one. Yeah. Because yeah. This, this is a fun game to play. And they have the different variations. Like they have ones for like Fortnite and Hello Kitty and... <laughs> And New York Yankees, okay, Walking Dead, like the Nightmare for Christmas. They have a bunch of these different variations, but I like the classic just yeah. wood yeah. Jenga. That is a fun game to play. I think it's a classic that everybody should have. Uh, it's an awesome game, super fun to play, and uh, I give it a tier two. Dang but, it. Uh, have we not agreed on I one? I don't think so. <sighs> you and I have. I thought for sure that was going to get us all a tier one. Yeah. Zach. Not all of us. Hey. <laughs> Wait, You're in on. trouble, Zach. You're the only one that gave that a tier one. Am I? Yeah, I hate you both. <laughs> All right, now we have the ever complicated mouse trap. Mouse trap, I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see. 
Over the course of the game, players must first cooperate to build a working Rube Goldberg-like mousetrap. Once the trap has been built, players turn against each other, attempting to trap opponents' mouse-shaped game pieces. Did anyone play it that way? No. No. What you did was you built the stupid Rube Goldberg machine, then try and get it to work, and it wouldn't work. Did you ever have all the pieces to actually play this game? Uh, they got lost pretty quick. Yeah. But then I turned the crate to snap the boot and watch the ball roll down the chute. I have that whole commercial in my head this, instead, instead of trigonometry. This game looks like the most fun because Rube Goldberg is fun. I mean, it's Final Destination, the board game, right? <laughs> well, a little, kind less, of. A little less but dark. It's, but it's so complicated. Well, like you, you build to, it as you go. Yeah, you have to land on a space to build. And then after you build it all, you have to land on a space to crank. And you have to hope that the other mouse, the other player's mouse is yeah. underneath the trap at the time. Just build the game. Yeah. Just play the game. So I don't think anyone ever plays this right. No. And it, it looks fun. It was it adapted to a game show in, in Great Britain called Motormouth, where they, they actually played it on a life-size mousetrap board. And then this uh, San Francisco artist actually made a live version of mousetrap, like a life-size one, a huge one. And they at the end, they drop a safe on a car. I watched it on a clip. It was oh, really not cool. on a human, though. That's good. No. Yeah. But I gave this a tier three. Because it looks cool. Because it's not even a real game. It's yeah. a concept. It's, it's a Rube Goldberg machine, which is cool to yeah. make. But the game itself, okay, eh. Zach, don't let us down. It's a tier three. Come on, Zach. Come on, Zach. Come on, Zach. Come on, Zach. When it works, it's really cool. It's a tier two. Oh, Zach. <laughs> Zach, when it works, it's awesome. That's so cool. I would trap you right now. <laughs> Thank Just you. Just turn the crank and snap the boot and watch the ball roll down the chute. Now watch it roll into the Wait, hole. What shoot? What? Like Here goes C-H-U-T-E the man of the rubber duck. Or S-H- the man into the pan. The trap is set. Here comes the net. Body boggle? No. Okay, next up we have perfection. The object is to put all the pieces into matching holes on the board, push down, before the time limit runs out. Now, if you don't know what game we're talking about here, look it up. It's the oldest looking game out here other than backgammon. It was made in the 70s. It's like moon pieces and plus signs and Hearts, blocks. Shows, and, yeah, clovers, so you know rainbows. That game? Oh, delicious, right? It's like what you played it as a baby where you're trying to get the right shape in the hole. <laughs> but, yeah. it, but with stress. That thing is, this is I say playing time, 100 stress-filled seconds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you push the thing down. You hit the timer, and then you start just putting those pieces in. You hear that timer just go. And it's just, you feel the tension. Yeah. You're trying to get them all in, trying to get them all in. And all of a sudden, the board pops up, and the game pieces go everywhere. (laughs) It's so good. I love this game. Tier one. Wow. Just Uh, like that? Oh, yeah. Why do you love this game? It's so much fun. Do you know how to win the game, or do you just like when things go like jack in the box? You win the game, but getting all the pieces in. Either, like, like when you win... They still just blow up at you, but it's like a satisfying cool guys walk Carnage. away from explosions blow up. <laughs> so wait, yeah. you walk away from a perfection board? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have shrapnel pieces in the back of your Absolutely. neck. Absolutely. There's yeah. just like a little X in the back. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the, guy, the guy who blew it on Truth or Dare Jenga is mocking you, Zach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. It, I love it. I, I gave this perfection. one a tier two because I enjoy it. Uh, I remember playing it a lot of times with my grandparents just by myself. I don't, this doesn't feel like a team game to me like apparently no. there is a way to like you calculate the number of pieces and the number of seconds left when you get it done but i'm like i barely used to get it done in time before the thing popped and that was my only goal it's like it's like you know diffusing bombs it got yeah. really exciting. no it feels like a psychologist test you go in you're sitting on the couch and they're like okay do you have anxiety because you will play perfection <laughs> this reveals your true nature this is a tier three so we got one two three on this one <sighs> it's, you know it's a straight but it's not as good as a, as a three of a kind how about categories Score points by uniquely naming objects within a set of categories, giving an initial letter within a time limit. 
So you have a list of, of things like, you know, terms of endearment and right. things that are sticky. And then they roll a die and it says the letter... The 20-sided die. S. Yeah. And then you have to come up with everything, in the 12 items that start with that letter. And it's fun. I love this game. So much Two fun. to six players, three-minute rounds at a time. And, of course, you do many rounds. But it's so much fun. You can pick it up and play at any time. Guys, let's only play two rounds and we're good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have the three rounds yeah. built in. And then you can be done. And yeah. it's a real quick game. This is based on traditional games known as Tutti Frutti, Jeu de Baccalaureate, and Stadland Fulus. <laughs> There's games that came before it. <laughs> Clearly. Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. <laughs> Uh, Dark Ages. Are you a uh, double scorer? If you yes. get an S, can you use two S's? Oh, man, I'm telling you. If I can use Hugh Hefner on the H's, I will. Yeah. Because that's double points. Because <laughs> you're always using Hugh Hefner as your guess. It's one of those double names. <laughs> you, Joel Hilton, but it's are those, choosing Hugh Hefner. But if you have an H and you can yeah. do that, that's impressive. So yeah. that it's like, you know. It's like perverted celebrities. Oh, Hugh, Hugh Hefner. Hefner. Yeah. Boom, two points. <laughs> but this is one where this has caused some contention in my household. Only because someone... Among your get, siblings or among your children? Both. Mm. Uh, because someone will give an answer and I'm like, no, that doesn't count. Like I like creative answers, but when they push the boundaries a little too far and it's like, you know, name a sandwich and they're like, uh, I'm going to choose car because when cars smash together, it's a car sandwich. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, this game needs a judge for sure. Yeah. Which it it is. I was going to say, this is a popular vote thing. So if you don't think your answer counts or if you think someone else's answer counts, you can put up to a vote. So clearly, we both decided this is a tier one game. Yes, tier one game. Now, Zach, don't let us down. So I call this game How to Become Instantly Dumb. I because your mind goes so bad. So it's there. It's like seriously, it's like a piano recital, and you forget what you're supposed to play. It's just gone. Yeah. And so I feel dumb while I'm playing it, and I generally like get grumpy and don't like it. Tier three. Tier three? I really don't like this Zach, game. this is one of, most, one of my most tier ones yeah. on this list. I probably spent more time on this game than most games here. No. I, I've i played it a few times, and every time I do, it's at some like game night with friends that I don't really like that much. And it's, yeah, and you go, don't like the I friends like, very much? And now I like sit here, and I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm just going to write down dumb things that don't make any sense. This is what you do, though, Zach. All you do is write, like, if it's an S, you just put an S all the way down on each mm-hmm. letter, and then you kind of fill out one letter after that. So, like, S-E. Does that do anything? No, it doesn't do anything. Because I, I really enjoyed it. But there's a timer. There's so. a timer. And that's the thing is you got to go through right. it real quick. The other worst thing is when you think you got a really clever answer. Like yeah. you're like, oh, okay, it's going to be, I can't think of anything. Pl- planets that start with M. And you're like, oh, I'm going to think of Mars. And I'm, I'm going to think of Mercury. Everyone else is going to think of Mars. Yep. So I'm going to say Mercury. And then you say Mercury. I, I got Mercury too. No! Oh! Should have done Mars. Yeah. And then no one does Mars because it's the obvious answer. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun. It is fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> And I cream it's, people. It's brain fun. Is this why we don't have Bacon Cell Game Night? We will at our it next Bacon Cell Sleepover. I'm the Connect Four champion here. Just After we get through all our movies that we have to watch for Bacon Cell Game or Bacon Cell Sleepover, so we're going to play all the games. Later. We can do them at the same time. No, you can't play a movie. You can't watch Undivided a movie. Undivided attention, Kent. Yeah. And look, if we're watching Girls Just Want to Have Fun again, we can play a game at the same time. We're not going to watch the 17th time. <laughs> 16th was enough. Mm-hmm. How about Sorry for our next game? Sorry. Players move their three or four pieces around the board, attempting to get all their pieces home before any other player. Now, this one, by nature, like the name is sarcastic. It's yeah. sorry with an exclamation point. No one ever means it when they say it, because when you hit another oh, player's piece... It's so satisfying to land on someone else's piece, send them home. You don't say, sorry. You yeah. say, sorry. sorry. <laughs> wow. It's a taunting cool. game. 
Zach, do you play this one very much? This I do. Is, I like it. This is one of the oldest looking actual boards in board gaming. It looks really old. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I always hated how in order to begin and leave the start circle or whatever it is, yeah. you had to get one. Oh, it's like a six or a, I think it's a roll of six or a one or something like you that. Roll what is something it? specific. Yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. always yeah. annoying because if you couldn't get it, you, just you weren't stuck. leaving. You're yeah. just stuck. Yeah. Uh, this, this is a lot like uh, Trouble, which we're going to talk mm-hmm. about later. But without the popomatic bubble, like it just feels like this is a little more simplistic. And you don't use dice; you use cards. Yeah, like you pull, turn a card over, and it says four, and so then you move your spa- thing four spaces, and so it's a little more random in that regard. But I feel like dice would have been just as good, except for the fact that some of them have little tricky things where you can divide, you know, your your moves right. among people, or sorry, you can swap people places and things like that. But I don't know. This this is one where I liked it a lot more as a kid. It's been a long time since Same. I played it, though. But it is the quintessential kid game, I think. You think this one is? Yeah. Over Candyland? Okay. Maybe when you're getting a little bit more mean. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when you're 11. Uh, by the Sorry. way, you were talking about the adult version of Jenga. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's an adult version of Sorry where you uh, is have it called, cards. Is it called Sorry, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. Uh, no, it's... It's more of a have you ever question. You flip over a card and, and it's a have you ever question. If you answer yes, uh, both the player and the opponent move six spaces. If the answer is no, they can only move three spaces. Oh, I want to play that. Really? Yeah. With whom? I don't know. The people that I play body boggle with? <laughs> Stop Multiple bringing people up now. body boggle. <laughs> I gave this one a tier three though. Oh, wow. Not, not because I don't like it, but just because it kept getting bumped out by games yeah, that I, I play it. and like more. Yeah. This is bottom of my tier two, but still tier two. Uh, this is a tier two for me. I think this is obnoxious fun. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think yeah. it's on the box. It says obnoxious fun. Yeah. Next up, we have Stratego. So Stratego, the objective of the game is to find and capture the opponent's flag or to capture so many pieces that the opponent cannot make any further moves. No, really explain it, though, for real. Because, I mean, you have your board, right? And it's, what, like 10 by 10 sure. Yeah. blocks? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's square. And you have, like, colonels and generals. Yeah. And, and there's, like, bombs. Yeah. And you can't move the bombs. No. But you can move certain like kernels like six spaces or three spaces. Or is it or is it the it's, three meaning strength? No. Because I feel like it's more complicated than what we're saying it's here. It's really simple. It's basically like Minesweeper, but a little more fun because Minesweeper you, meets war. Yeah, you it's it's war of the card game because mm-hmm. basically you bump into someone and the higher number beats the other person. And but, so you're, and so you're scores, shielded, so you don't know who you're going. Yes, yeah, so you're like okay. walking up towards this piece, and you're like, "I got to hit that piece. I don't know if it's going to be a bomb or a number higher than me, but I got to." You're trying to find their flag of one of these these pieces that are facing away from you. Yeah. So you hit into it, and then you turn around and be like, ah. and "So basically, you're watching to see which cards they move, and then you're hoping that your number will beat theirs." Well, they're, they're yeah. little tokens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, this is one of those games that I played so much at my grandparents, and I loved being able to like hide my flag because you choose where you put everything. So I'd be like, "I'm going to put my." A flag back in the very back row surrounded by bombs. And then I'd be like, oh, no, no. I'm going to put my flag up at the front completely unguarded. And then the bombs way over here. So Because usually you hit a bomb and you're like, the flag's by the flag's here. Yeah, okay. flag's yeah. around here. Right. But we would always try to throw each other off. And it was so much fun to try to outsmart each other. So I really enjoy Stratego. This is a fun, fun, fun game. I give it a tier one. This does seem like a basement dweller kind of game. This how is one of the longer ones. you? I talk about how much I love it that you call me a basement dweller. <laughs> Not you. I mean, Just because every... we played in my grandparents' basement doesn't mean I'm a basement dweller. Well, no, meaning I should love this game, but I, I am giving this a tier three out of straight up ignorance on this one. I never really played it as a kid. Really? Yeah. And like, if I'm going to play a game like this, it will be Risk 
or settlers. This is so much more uh, kid friendly than Risk. This is, like, or settlers. this is like easy chess. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. And the thing is, that's that checkers. You would, you would like also, it. But the best, the best though, is when you would move one of your miners, and these are the guys who can defuse bombs. Miners, not And you miners. bump into a bomb, and the other player would be looking at you like, heh, heh, heh. Then you turn your piece around, it's a miner, and you're like, the bomb is gone. Okay, I'm going to play this I game. Move on. I think I would like it, but yeah, it's still a tier three. The Stratego that I had was uh, after Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Yeah, they have uh, Star Wars versions. They have Lord of the Rings. They have Narnia, Pirates of the Caribbean, Marvel Comics, Transformers. Yeah. I'd play any of those because this is a fun game. I, I think it's... Wait, it's were all the Transformers fun. movies bombs? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tier two for me. Only like tier said, two. It's like secret easy chess. So we did a one, two, three again. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay, here. Now, careful with this one, guys. It's taboo. Hey guys, I'm shaving. You got to do that every time you get the buzzer. You didn't do that, Zach. No, you know you did. I don't like this I game. Did. What? It's like it's like complicated catchphrase. The objective of the game is for the player to have their <laughs> their partners guess the word on the player's card without using the word itself or five additional words that are considered taboo. So it's like catchphrase with on. more Zach, limits. There's yes. a theme here. Is it words? <laughs> words are hard, man. <laughs> Zach doesn't like words. <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling it's like when your brain has to be on. Like well, you're going to kind of struggle, right? No, yeah. the, the truth is, is that there are word people and there are analytical people right. and there are creative people. And so everyone has their different games they want. Like some people thrive on <laughs> I'm none of those people. <laughs> what I'm saying is like my wife, she loves the more analytical games like Settlers of Catan and things like that. Whereas I'm much more the creative side. I like I like doing Quelf where I get to do stupid, you know, I dance like I'm on an ostrich on fire. And then it's like, oh, that's funny because I'm an idiot. Zach likes guessing if people have glasses or not. Does your guy have a hat? <laughs> uh, taboo. Like the, you said exactly why I like it, though, Zach, because it's like catchphrase, but with an added twist and that yes. you can't say the words. And that is the fun thing to do is you get a word and you're like, oh, I, had, I can easily make people say this, but I can't say the wor- these other words that I would have totally used. Mm-hmm. And then your mind just goes, what can I say then? Yeah. And the best, what, best way to play this game is when you have a personal relationship with the other person. So you can say thing like, hey, that thing we saw at the one place with the, with the car. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. That is the most annoying way that these games work. But when you have couples who are working together. It's so yeah. fun to be in sync with it, though. In fact, we did a whole Divine Comedy sketch about that. Because I think it's a hilarious thing to watch unfold yeah. when you barely say anything and they know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, inside jokes. They also you two do, have, do well. They also have Bible ta- uh, Bible taboo, <gasps> taboo, <laughs> taboo, taboo, Bible taboo. That Bible seems taboo. a little wrong. Celebrity taboo and taboo Jewish edition. Oh, good. Okay. So <laughs> no German edition though, right? No. Kent. Kent. We moved past that so Did long we? ago. Yes. Did we? <laughs> uh, this is a tier one for me. I enjoy this game because it is, it's fun to watch people struggle and yeah. it's fun to struggle myself. And like you said, it's like a brain linking game. It's like, hey, remember, yeah. remember. Yeah. Inside jokes. It's a tier one. Duda. Zach, two, give it a, two, three. <laughs> so, Zach, you're telling me if we're playing Taboo and I'm trying to get you something, and I go, Queenie, and you say, Grits. Boom. <laughs> That's so satisfying That's when it. you can get that yeah. to happen. You know what you do that in? Catchphrase without limits. But the limits are what make it fun. That is such a Joel so, thing to say. So, Zach, limits are. It's true. If Zach saw grits on a card, I think he'd freeze up and wouldn't know what to say. Uh, how many? Oh, that's on the that's on the card. All right. Next up, Kent. Do you have your ticket to ride? Aww. she's got a ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. Uh, this game kind of stands apart from the rest. You think so? Yeah, because this one is more closer to Settlers of Catan. This is, yeah. Like, this will take 
like over an hour. So to play. Play, players collect and play train car cards to claim train routes across the map. And mm-hmm. this was published in 2004, so it's one of our newer games as well. Yeah. The game is also known as Zogum Zog, which is German. Les Aventures de Raoul, French. Adventures del Altren, Spanish. Oh, I'm not gonna, that's Polish. There's no way I'm no, going to read it. Read it. Oh, yeah, that was it. And Minopilipupu, uh, which is Finnish. <laughs> oh, why did you have to do that? I don't know. My immature side came out. I don't speak Finnish. This is one where I've given a lot of credit to games where you can just pick up and play and don't have to read rules. This is one where I have to read the rules every time I play. Like, I get it. You get your destination cards and you try to you, you give some back. And you try to make your tracks. Mm-hmm. But then the scoring always kind of confuses me. It's a little yeah. confusing. Mm-hmm. I see. I think this game is I, I think the the element of like you can play your own game. And you can do fine, but then once you start working in the strategy of how you can uh, work against other people or or upset other people's path, I think, you know, you can play the anarchist route. It gives you a lot of different options. This is, obviously, it was a newer game in general, and then I I only learned this a couple years ago, and I kind of got hooked right away. There's lots of different versions of it and extensions and different maps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's super fun. This is a very, very popular game. It started out, by the way, with the kind of the America and, and Southern Canada mm-hmm. routes. But then there's like a That's European what America one. is, Joel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the page it's here, America's man. hat. United States and Southern Canada. America's hat edition. Uh, Southern Canada. Were they <laughs> United States and Southern yeah. Canada? <laughs> no. Uh, but then they expanded to all these other countries, too. There's so many different spinoffs of the one. And we, when we put this on the list, I was like, yes, that game is so much fun. I enjoy that game. Yeah. And, oh, that game is so fun. Wait a minute. I'm thinking of Transamerica. Ticket to Ride was not the game I was thinking of. I don't know if I've ever played Transamerica. It's more fun, I think. And so this one I ended up giving a tier three because I was like, oh, that's right. This is one, oh, of, the, wow. this is one of those games where they start explaining the rules to me and yep. my eyes start to glaze over. <laughs> and I'm like, just tell me what to do. So this is not Because words are hard game. for you, Joel. No, this, this is words. not a word game. <laughs> this is wooden planks. <laughs> like Zach got condescending all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Um, condescending is to speak down to. <laughs> Oh, okay. Good. I love you, Thank Zach. You. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is one where I, I, I think I need to play it again because it was, you know, when you, the first time you play one of these complicated, I'm going to call it a complicated game. Yes. No. Yeah. Purposely. The first time you play these complicated games, it really is kind of a, let's just get through this and, and figure it out. But then once everyone knows how to play, it's fun. So I need to give this one another shot, I Should. think. But right now it's a tier three. Yeah. Okay. This one stands apart for me in this list because it's one that obviously it wasn't around when I was a kid. And this is one I would choose to play with a group of adults. So, yeah, Ticket to Ride is a tier one. You should try the adult version. <laughs> uh, it's a you can't afford no. your ticket to ride. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. What? Uh, I think this is also a tier one. Uh, I think it's really fun. Uh, again, because you can play different ways, uh, have different strategies, and uh, the different various boards are really fun. So, yeah, tier one. Nice. Now, I will so you guys say, agreed on that one? Yeah. yeah. I will <laughs> say, though, this one, this game actually can get really annoying if you're playing with somebody who's too competitive. Like if, you, if they're overly aggressive, you're like, okay. On Ticket to Ride? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of games are that way. But for some reason, this one, I've played with a couple really aggressively competitive people <sighs> who take it too seriously. Yeah. And try to block you every which it's way. It's like, oh, yeah. come on. Okay. What are we doing? I have to say this. And and I know I, I said I like it when people get into the game and mm-hmm. actually want to play. 
But there's extreme on the other end too. The people that are so into the game that they're obnoxious where yeah, it's like, right. I must win at all costs. All of you are dead to me and you're all my enemies. And I'm, I'm just going to be really, really loud and obnoxious about this. That is yeah. also terrible. At the table. It's pretty terrible. The, and from the very get go, like if you're yeah. near the end of the game and someone's about to win, like, yeah, sure. You're going to get Tensions picked on, rise. right? Sure. But from the beginning of the game, if someone's already like, okay, let's unite against Joel, for I, example, that's annoying. I hate that. Uh, have you guys ever, by the way, just at the end of a game, a tabletop party game. Okay. Been mad at someone to the point where you're like, I can't talk to them for a while. Yeah. No. Yes. Isn't it weird? Yeah, it's weird. I'm it's so a casual. game and you're playing a game and then you get to the end. You're like, you're my enemy now. See, I am the kind of person that, that gets yelled at because I'm talking too much. Like they're like, come on, Zach, go. Like, yeah. So there's people who are too intense, but yeah, most people just don't like to play with me. Oh, I'm not playing at the Bacon Seal Sleepover. Yes, you yes, are. Yes, you are. All right. Next up, we have Trouble. You can pop a lot of trouble on the Pop-O-Matic Bubble. Pop. Players can send opponents' pieces back to the start by landing on them. So I know different theme songs to every single board game than you do. What's the <laughs> trouble? It's fun getting into trouble. No, that's a Miley Cyrus song. I'm in trouble, yeah. <laughs> oh, trouble. Right? Trouble, trouble. Double trouble, troubles in jail. Are we starting playing Encore now? Oh, yeah. I love Encore. That's a fun game. <laughs> uh, this is called Frustration in the UK and Kimball in Finland. So this is a game, much like Sorry, where you're moving around the board trying to get back home. But, and if, if you land another piece, you knock them back. Yeah, pegs instead of the Hershey Kiss size pieces. Yeah. Because yeah. this is more, the thing about this one is the Pop-O-Matic bubble in the middle, which is this plastic bubble with a metal bottom with a, uh, some dice inside. Yeah. You push on it and it goes, and it pops up in the dice roll. Whoever created that should be a millionaire. It's awesome. But that is the gimmick of the that, game. And that's it. That's all there that's is. That's really that all he said. Because the board game is not that innovative. No. At all. But the Pop-O-Matic bubble is great because you're not going to lose those dice. No. Well, that's what they, they put it in there. So they said, you won't lose the dice yeah. and it'll prevent cheating rolls. But I'll tell you what, when I played with my kids, they just wanted to pop that bubble. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Over and over and over and yeah. over and yeah. over. And I'm like, it's not your turn. They're like, but I want to. <laughs> and then I have oldest <laughs> decides the rules. I have, I have a playing time here of 30 minutes. If yeah. you're lucky. Yeah. Because if it goes much longer than that, it's a bad game. Yeah. I've, I've played recently with my kids and they were very distracted and just wanted to pop the bubble. And I was like, I'm not playing this for one. And it is just like, sorry, but more annoying. Right. But I, annoying though. I like the, the satis it's satisfying popping the bubble. Yeah. But you don't even get to say, sorry. You can. You can't. You're it's not playing sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess trouble. It's, I hated to do it because sorry was tier two, but trouble is actually tier three. I put it on tier three as well. Yeah. It got bumped down. And that's yeah. thing is I don't hate any of these games, but that one was one where I went, eh. Same. Zach. Zach, don't Come let on, us Zach. down. It oh. ended up as a tier one. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> what? We haven't matched on anything. <laughs> I have really, really positive associations of this game as a kid. I loved playing Go it. Go on. It's just it, you have positive I, association with that sound, the the popping it's sound so from the popmatic bubble, and then the little like the little pegs going in their little hole. It's so good. I love it. Tier one. <laughs> it's fun. It is fun it's getting into the trouble. Words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Zach. <laughs> I hate you today. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Wait a minute. Okay, we're down to our last one. We have. Uno. The aim of the game is to be the first player to score 500 points. Hold on. What? Who has ever played Uno With, the right that's way? That's exactly what I was going to say. Points? I, Apparently there's points. <laughs> I've never played that way. I think you just play like everyone plays cards in hand. And then if you get one card, you say Uno and you try to be that person. Otherwise, you have to draw two. And then you just try to be the one to get rid of their cards. Apparently, those cards are used. Uh, no, the cards in people's hands 
are used for you to gain points. Like the wilds are worth a certain amount. Obviously, the what? numbers are the draw yeah. two worth a certain amount. But the thing is, Uno's been trying to like enforce rules lately, and it's not going on Twitter. Are you sure that's nobody's, lately? Nobody's watching. Well, because lately, this was in created in 1971. I feel like these are the original rules. But when I read right. those rules. What? But that's the thing. Uno depends on what house you're playing in. Yes. There are different rules, like the match rule, where it's like if you have the same card that's played, you can play down and say match. There's ones. What where, happens ah, when you match then? You just, you like I'm saying, you put down like a yellow two, and then I'm, I have a yellow two too, so I can throw down and say match, even though oh, it's not my turn. Oh, lame. That's a fake thing. That, yeah. that's, I'm telling you, that's one of the things. Also, they said that you can't stack draw fours. I think they tried to pull that. Was that the one they tried to pull on Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. If someone draws a plus four, you can't do another plus four Don't on top of Twitter. Also, uh, this is an official rule, in case you're wondering. You can only play a draw four legally if the player has no cards of the current color. Yes. So you can't just drop a wild draw four just for f- the fun of it. You, If you can play a card, you have to play you the card. You can only do it to shift it. Uh, I did not see that in the rules. It's apparently in the rules. Uh, we are going to play Uno by the book at the sleepover. So there are a ton of different versions of, right. the, of Uno. Really? And like last time, I don't know if you remember, I tried to do all the versions of Monopoly in one breath. You'll on, never on get it. I think 50. there's more versions of this than Monopoly. Well, I'm not going to read all of them. What? I'm going to read the I highlights, but okay. I'm going to try and do one breath. I'm going to see how far I can get. Okay, ready? American Kennel Club, Angry Birds, Avengers, Barbie, Batman, Batman Begins, Batman the Dark Knight, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Betty Boop, The Big Bang Theory, Braille, BTS, Care Bear, Cinderella, Coca-Cola, Disney Pixar, Disney Princess, Doctor Who, Elvis, Family Guy, Fantastic Four, Fast and the Furious, Fraggle Rock, Harry Potter, Hello Kitty, High School Musical, Hot Wheels, Jelly Belly, John Deere, Mario Brothers, Muppet Show, Nightmare for Christmas, Nintendo, NSYNC, The Office, Peanuts, Phineas and Ferb, Pirates of the Caribbean, Ren and Snippy, Shrek, The Simpsons, Spider-Man, Star Trek, Superman Returns, Seems to be Ninja Turtles, Toy Story, Wizard of Oz, WWE, and X- Oh my goodness. Wow. I took a big breath for that. I was trying to think of the ones I'd want to play in that. There's a lot of weird ones. Sophia the first, probably. (laughs) Sophia. (laughs) You can go through the kid ones, but yeah, Yeah. that's the only one in there. So, I mean, there's tons of different versions of this game, and I think as many rules. People Mm -hmm. have all sorts of rules in their own house. Yeah, they say here it's a 30 minute playtime if you're getting the 500 points. That's but so it just weird. goes hand to hand. I by feel. the way, we yeah. should mention this was made by a guy named Merle Robbins in Reading, Ohio, and he played this game with his friends, and then more and more friends started wanting to play. So he ended up spending eight thousand dollars to have five thousand copies of the game made. He sold them in his barber shop, and then it became so popular that he became like local business started yeah. selling. So he ended up selling it off, and you know, did you hear how much he sold it off for? No, fifty thousand for the rights, and then he got ten cents a game. Wow. That's a good deal. Is it? I think so. I feel so. like it kind of got ripped off. Ten cents a game, though. You think how many games of Uno have sold? Did you, did you hear that list from earlier? <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> Billionaire. All right, Zach, uh, I'm going to have you go last on this one. Uh, really? Because I either want you to please or disappoint us. Okay. Okay? Here we go. Tier one. Whoa. Joel? T- tier one. Joel? I have a feeling. I gave it a tier two. Oh, I was hoping we'd all match. Who knew? This got bumped down because, Ken, I looked, and we oh. we own a lot of my tier one games already. We don't own, we, we own Uno Spin. You don't but own we don't, we don't a, own a regular copy of Uno. And I think it's because it's that old reliable. It's the staple food. It's that you expect to play it. It's it's not as exciting or sexy as other ones. And so. Well, Uno's not sexy. Have you played the uh, adult version? <laughs> Body bottle. It's called, oh no. <laughs> you have to say that when you have one card left. <laughs> oh no. Oh, sorry, oh. Kent. Well, I thought we were not going to. Zach, did we not matched on anything? Because there's no chance nobody, for it now. Not all of us. Zach, what was matched. it? What was it? Uh, so for me, this is a tier one. 
Oh, Joel. Uh, I'm sorry. This is the ultimate sorry. tier one. <laughs> this is the ultimate tier one on my list because I have the most positive associations with this. This is the game that I played all the time with my grandma. She actually would sit I in her. I thought you played Uno with her. Or no, <laughs> Monopoly. I, I thought you played Monopoly. Monopoly with, with my mom. Oh, okay. My mom's a Monopoly collector. No, with my grandma, uh, whenever I was like over at her house or, you know, she was watching us or whatever, um, she would sit in her blue chair and she had like this, uh, this lap pad this wood pad that we would play on Mm -hmm. and so we would just sit up to grandma's lap and we would play uno over and over and over again for years uh and then actually when my grandmother passed i have the uno deck that all of us kids played with i still have it like in my room right now it is like because of the nostalgia and just playing so often and having so much fun. Joel, that's a sweet like story. A I think you I should like bump it to tier one. In my defense, this was a tier one and then it got bumped down and down and down until it got bumped out. And I was like, uh, okay. Oh, but like I said, I like all these games. I'll, I'll be up for a game of Uno if you guys want to play a game of yeah, Uno. Yeah, I play a game of Uno. Uno in categories. Yeah, can't rules. You compare yeah. that to phase 10 though. Oh, I hate phase 10. We haven't even talked about that. Save it for maybe <laughs> our future show because that's what we want to know. We want to know what games we still haven't talked about because the thing is, between now and the other time we do a show, if you recommend a game, we might be able to play it before then and get right. kind of a feel for it. Because we know, we know, we've missed a ton of games out there. Definitely. But don't pick some random one that was on Kickstarter 12 years ago and no one can actually buy anymore. If you have a recommendation, make sure it's kind of a popular game that people know. Villainous? Yeah. That's a more I don't modern want to talk one. talk about that one. <laughs> I don't want to talk about villainous. All right. Well, and looking at the list, congratulations, gentlemen. Even though I did think you might have been off, you all had the equal amount of Phew. tier ones, so tiers, and threes. Because we got our numbers right. You got your numbers wrong. I did get mine a little bit wrong. Um, and so we look at them. The ones that technically scored the highest, even though you did mention we didn't all have the same score for anything. No. Anything. We all kind of messed it up a little bit. We scored apples to apples, catchphrase. And Uno as the highest, technically. Yeah, it's Those great. are the ones that got two I'm tier ones and tier uh, one tier two. Yeah. The lowest scoring game was Backgammon. We all gave a tier three. Which Actually, that sad. was the only one. The oldest we did match game. Up. Yeah. We did match up on that we one. We matched up three? on that one. Yeah. Uh, we did get a match. That game's a fossil. There we go. <laughs> we we all can agree here on Bacon Sale that Backgammon's the worst. Agreed. No, it's just a tier three. It doesn't mean it's the worst. Ancient. But let us know what your opinions on these games are. Your tier ones, your tier twos, and three threes. And please stick to our rules. Seven tier ones, seven tier twos, and seven tier threes. So you can see how difficult it is to rank these. We do this for you. But before we go, we want to thank some special patrons in a couple of different categories, including the I Am The Listener tier, which we have Adrian Gray, Lady Terry Ann Finley of Wigtown Shire, Just Plain Old Kyler, Sean Sanquist, Alicia Bass, Brayden Winterton, Sweet Bottom Cakes, Jessica Drought, and shout out to Chris Drought. Plot Twist Media, Jennifer Kilkowski, Adam and Rachel Crump, Glowclin Daniel, and Babs. And then in the Bacon Council, we have Chris Anderson, Hailstorm, Ryan Farron, Mats, Ah, Stephen Ross, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Brian Madsen, and The Shadow. Mm, Lamont Cranston is mysterious. Mm. Thank you, patrons. We love you so much. We really do. Thank you so much for your support. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at 9 o'clock for free during this pandemic. So go to qwcom or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on all the social media. Go ahead and like the Facebook page and make sure you're following on Twitter and Instagram at Bacon Sale. And then while you're doing that, stop by tpublic.com slash bacon sale, where we actually have a new design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From our off-season competition in the bracket, we have a new design 
in honor of theirs. Stop by tpublic.com slash bacon sale to check that out. And then if you want to support the show even further, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get extra potential episodes called bacon bits, reviews from Joel's kids, mm-hmm. and maybe something Kent will put up and maybe something I'll put up. Uh, yeah, eventually. So someday. <laughs> someday. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. But until next time, you want to play some body boggle? Yes. No. But it's the like game. the dirty thunder. The yes, the actual thunder. <laughs> no, don't. Ew, why? Yeah, I don't want to think one. about Kent's dirty thunder. <laughs> Prozac. Naturally. Prozac. <laughs> yeah. Like, is there anything in here yeah. about pomade or musical theater? <laughs> don't call me daughter. No fake to. What was that last? It's enough for too. Okay, there you go. We're here to play a game. <laughs> I want to play games. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Hot flashes and cold spots. <laughs> tier um, one history, tier three yeah. fun. Okay, yeah, this, I, yeah, yeah, I like this. Uh, they're both evil, according to Mesopotamia. It's like jerk Tetris. I get stuck on snogging. How can ten minutes be boring with you, Zach? Professional anything isn't fun. Right. <gasps> Who does the snake represent? Tom Riddle. Yes. yes. What even is that? It's a shoot, shoot a slide. Shoot. I thought it was like ah shoot, shoot your shot. <laughs> You're drunk. She with can't power. even read yet. <laughs> Joel, could you not? I haven't always been as smooth as I think I am now. Oh, I know. Boo you, 25 year old Kent. <laughs> Grab nub. X gonna give it to you. It's brain fun. Sorry. Sorry. Just because we played in my grandparents' basement doesn't mean I'm a basement dweller. I mean, is it words? <laughs> words are hard, Kent. <laughs> Zach doesn't like words. But the limits are what make it fun. That is such a Joel thing to say. Insects. Insects. (laughs) Murder bugs. Condescending is to speak down to. (laughs) You're my enemy now. Lehi. (laughs) Antonipa Lehi.